Some of y'all was uglier than last time I seen. Some of y'all put on a little bit of weight, too. What in the world y'all been doing? God bless you. So happy to see you tonight. Well, you know what they say, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So y'all was the last group, so we're waiting for this to change how y'all going to be first again. But amen, I'll be so glad when we can all gather together again as one, as one group, as one family. Trust God's been keeping you by His grace while we've been apart during this difficult time. And we just uh, know that His grace is sufficient for us, isn't it, through all that we go through. Appreciate His keeping power. Let's turn tonight, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I want to speak to you again tonight on <clears throat> reconciliation through kenosis. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I've certainly enjoyed studying it and, and preaching it. <clears throat> Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. So God was in a veil or a mask of humanity not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled, be friends, Come back to a place of friendship and fellowship. Be you reconciled to God. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful, Father, for another opportunity that we can be able to gather together, Lord. And we're so grateful, Father, to be able to see this group of the saints here. We've missed them and we love them and so appreciate them, Father. And so long for the day when we can all be able to gather together again. And Lord, we're just believing you that you'll keep us by your grace through these troublesome times. Father, we, we know and realize that through difficulty, things come out in each of us that sometimes weaknesses, sometimes strengths that we didn't even know were there. Father, we're just praying that you would help us during this time that our strengths would be able to come to the surface, Father, that our weaknesses will be submitted to the power of God and that you would help us and keep us, Lord, through your grace. We're looking to you tonight, Lord, that you would just help us in the service now. Speak to us, Father. We know even though that only part of the congregation is here yet, uh, Lord, many, many others around the world and part of the assembly that belongs here visibly, Lord, they'll be streaming as well. So speak to all of our hearts tonight, Father. We surrender ourselves to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I was reading today, looking at the book of Nehemiah, whenever Nehemiah had began to 
bring the people together and start, started God by His grace, started a revival actually of understanding, which is a different type of revival than most people identify as a revival. And it was a revival of understanding, an understanding of the Word, an understanding of their position, the position of the Levites. So it was a revival of understanding. And whenever the people began to hear the Word, and they wanted to build a pulpit, of course, for Ezra first, and then Ezra began to read, and then Nehemiah read, and then other men went out among the people, and they began to explain to them the Word. And the Scripture says that they began to say amen. And they began to say it very, very loud. And I was reading where the historian Jerome had uh, penned about this, that it was historical accounts, that whenever the people of God would begin to respond to the Word and say amen, that it was such a loud response that people that were not there visibly, they thought it was thunder. And I thought, I've just now figured out why I like loud amens. Because I'm in the real thunder group. <laughs> now can you imagine the amens being so loud that they thought that it was thunder? Well, you don't have to be that loud tonight, but amens are appreciated. Amen. So glad to have you back with us tonight. God bless you. We love you so much. Let us go, if we can, into um, the Hebrew series and watch how the prophet brings to us the, the very heart of what God wanted to do in bringing uh, his people back to reconciliation. Now remember, the ministry of reconciliation isn't the same thing as preaching salvation to those who do not have eternal life. The Lord Jesus dealt with a few people in the New Testament on the personal basis of reconciliation. There was others that he dealt with on the basis of offering to them the opportunity to come into eternal life. There was others that he dealt with, and you can tell by his tone and his demeanor in the way that he preached to them that he's actually preaching to people that were souls in prison then. And it's amazing as you watch him as he goes to preaching to the different groups and the things that he had to say. And it was determined not so much by him, but it was determined by them and the way that they accepted what he had to say. Now, listen how that Brother Branham deals with this. In order for God to be able to bring us to a place of reconciliation and true friendship, you can understand why God had to take His own, as we'd call it, His own medicine. When He condemned man for sinning, the only way He could reconcile was to take the man's place Himself. That's the only way he can be reconciled or reconcile us was to take our place and become a sinner. Now think of this, Jehovah, Jehovah God, to take our place and become a sinner. God, Jehovah, become a sinner and gave his life but God came down in flesh and condemned sin in the flesh 
being made sinful flesh because he was the eternal God and raised his own body up so he's the justifier. Now, in order to bring reconciliation, to bring us back not just to be saved, but to a place of friendship, to where we would be called the friends of God. You see, Lot was never identified in the Bible as being a friend of God. Abimelech was never called a friend of God. He was called a servant of God. But Abraham was called the friend of God. So you deal with a friend in a total different way than you someone, someone that's outside of your circle of close friends. So here the Lord God had a circle of friends. They are the elect. They must be dealt with in a total different way than that group that he reaches by grace into, and we thank God for that, and he will deal with them, offering them something that is not theirs, something they do not have. They don't even have a deposit of it. They have no representation. This is why every person that turns down the gift of God will go to hell and deserve it. Think of it. Because God offered them a way out and they refused it. And they wasn't even bright. They wasn't even elect. So every person that goes to hell will rightly deserve every hour in the flames of fire that they burn. Praise the Lord. Now if God had come only to the world and offered help and hope and salvation and mercy to his family that all the rest of the people could be justified and saying, God, you're unjust. You never even died for me. You never even offered me the opportunity. God, it ain't right. It ain't fair. But God offered to every man or every woman whether they are elect or not elect. He offers them a way to escape damnation and hell. Is that right? Now, notice this again in Christ the Mystery, how the prophet with the mindset going into this about the elect. All through the scripture, that's what God's purpose was. Then through this life of his son, his cross, the blood, it says it here of his cross, that he might reconcile to himself a body, a bride, which is Eve, the second Eve. And God gave it in type, like he did also Moses and all of them, the same thing he did in Adam and Eve, giving a type that they were Christ and the bride. He is the second Adam. The church is the second Eve. Now, when we talk about this church, we're not talking about the church out in Laodicea. So the real church is the call out. So Satan impersonated a group of people and called them the same thing. Both of them will be called church in the church ages. Both of them will be addressed as the church. But the one is his wife and the other is church nominal. Now whenever God goes to dealing with the work of reconciliation, he's calling who? The second Eve. So it is the second Adam 
reaching out by the power of reconciliation to redeem back the second Eve. Again, you're in 2 Corinthians 5.19. To wit that God was in Christ. So this is the beginning of the super race or the beginning of the super sign. It's greater than miracles. It's greater than healing the sick. It's great. Now, it would be phenomenal to see a man walk on water. Would it not? Would it not be phenomenal uh, to see a man lay hands on somebody with cancer or lay hands on somebody with a gorder in their neck and right before your eyes see that gorder disappear? It would be something to see a, a man pray for a child that had a leg two or three inches longer than the other one and pray for them and watch that leg just grow out. Would that be wonderful? But that's not the greatest sign. Actually, the greatest sign is the super sign, which is God living in human beings. Now, we do not look at it as being the greater sign because the miracles seem to display the power of God in a greater phenomenal way than the indwelling presence of God living in a human body. Now, that is our thinking. That we think, well, you know, my, this man was prayed for and this happened and that one's prayed for. And yet you read the scripture or you hear the, the preacher quote it. Uh, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And you say, yeah, 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 right. I've heard that all my life. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with the sickness. I'm dealing with this or that or the other. How could that be the greater sign? It's because tradition is blinding us from receiving the fullness of that revelation that that is the greatest sign that God can give. False prophets can lay their hands on the sick and then recover. False preachers can pray for people and then get up and walk and so on and so on. But ain't none of them got Jehovah living in their soul. That's right. So truly that is the greater sign. Notice again in the super sign. I hope you've been listening to this along with me. This in 1959. The message is revived again in the last days. The message of who he is, what he is, Emmanuel dwelling in you. With the same works that he did manifest himself through you. The very same things that he did. It's the evening light. It's evil spoken of. It's a hard way. Now it wasn't near as hard. It wasn't near as evil spoken of then as it is now. We're suffering a greater reproach now for this message than what those folks did in 1959. You know that. God said it's an eternal sign. The super sign. The sign of all signs that God is with you even in you to the end of the world. But now does it feel like the greatest sign? Does it feel like to you, those of you who have this tonight, living in your flesh, does it feel like to you that it is the greatest of all signs? Or say you would be alone or you'd be in service and the anointing would come upon you and you'd be, say, speaking in tongues. And oh my, it's, it's an awesome feeling for those of you who have done that. It's absolutely wonderful. It's tremendous. Which would feel the greater? No doubt, speaking in tongues. Or which would feel the greater if the anointing fell on you and you started shouting and worshiping and glorifying God? Mine, you took off running around this building and something just got in your feet and you just couldn't stand still. As far as feeling, no doubt that would feel greater. But it's not greater. It's because you feel it, and because you feel it, you think 
it's greater. Now that shows how attached we still are to our feelings instead of taking what the Word says is greater. Now the Word says Him living in you is greater than all signs. But I wonder how many of us believe that tonight. Well, praise the Lord. Oh my, now if we laid our hands on somebody and God done something for them, and oh my, to us that would be the greatest sign ever was. But yet the message teaches us that the greatest of all signs is God living in us. But Brother Donnie, in our weakness, in our humanity, in the time of sickness and trouble, in spite of all of that, that is the greatest sign. Believe it or not, the Lord God is displaying the greatest sign that He can put on display in the life stage and that is God living in a many membered body that are not only surviving in this hour but are thriving in the presence of God. Have there been greater times of physical signs and miracles? Yes, there have. There's no question about it. The age of the 50s and the 60s, well, actually even going back to the end of the 40s, on up to the 60s and whenever I was still hanging around Pentecost and I saw many signs myself. I saw many signs in my own ministry in Pentecost way before I ever come to this message. It was not the signs that got my attention, but it was the Word itself. And yet the signs, thank God for the signs, we still see them. I believe in myself, don't you? I believe that we need them. I believe they will always be among us. But I don't believe God's going to do this so that He'll be able to draw the attention of the world out there. But God wants the greatest manifestation of the sign to be Christ in you, the hope of glory. It will be so overlooked. It will be so misunderstood because it is the revelation from the Father's heart. And this is why it's misunderstood. Notice he said, again, a super sign. God said it's an eternal sign. The super sign, the sign of all signs that God is with you, even in you, till you don't feel it. Till you're so weary, till you're so sad. How long? To the end of the world. Even when you're in trouble? But do we believe that the same? Now when things are going on and we don't have the answers and we're just overwhelmed and we feel so much load on us and so much pressure and it feel like God is a million miles away, do we still believe that the super sign is the greatest of all signs? Or would we not rally more around a sensation or a feeling or something like that? And God knows that. God knows how we are and He's merciful to us and He helps us during that time. But I wonder, friends, how much longer is our Father going to treat us as, as immature children to where that every time we go through this great dilemma in our lives that Father has to come and rescue us with a feeling, with a little touch of the anointing. Instead of us standing firm on our ground, on thus saith the Lord. Now, this is when we're going to prove our colors and really who we are, that whenever we feel nothing, whenever all hell is coming against us, that we stand immovable and we stand with our faith just as established as it were Christ Jesus himself, right on the basis of the word, I feel nothing. Uh, I, you know, I pray and seem like nothing comes. I've asked God to move this and the other, and it hasn't moved, but I'm believing God anyhow. I'm standing right there. Or, well, or if I 
could only feel it. Well, our Brother Donnie prayed for me. It didn't feel us, and so I'm going to have Brother Darrell to pray for me. Well, Brother Darrell prayed for you. Well, that, that didn't work, so I'm going to text Brother Tim, Brother Barry. I'm going to text this man, that man, that man, and say, if somebody can pray for me so that I can feel something. I don't want to say it. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're still a baby. You're still relying on your feelings instead of standing right there and say, I am a manifestation of the super sign. Because whether I feel it or whether I don't, don't you understand what the super sign involves? It involves the great eternal living inside of human weakness. The Lord Jesus had frustrations like we do. But that is the greatness of the super sign. We just sang it, how great thou art. And this is the greatness to me. This is the greatest manifestation that he ever gave. It's the super sign when the eternal, all that he was, would live inside of human bodies that still feel weakness and pain and fear and anxiety and stress and worry and depression and oppression and headaches, back aches, toe aches, and all kinds of aches. Come on, praise the Lord. And all kinds of things are going through and yet immovable absolutely unshakable cannot shake them cannot move them when Satan tries everything that he's got down in hell and everything he's got still don't shake the real people of God can you imagine that him and them devils get all so bent out of shape that they don't know what to do they've tried sickness they've tried trouble they've tried church splits they've tried folks to get in and then leave and get on YouTube and why I left the message it don't shake the elect at all why they left the message I'll tell you why they left the message they wasn't eagles to begin with there was only chickens or buzzards that got caught up in it for a while. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to make a, a, a thing and put it on YouTube while well, I'm doing it tonight, ain't it? This is why I don't leave the message because it's the end time light. It's the evening life for the people of God. It caught my attention. It caught your attention. Why ain't you leaving the message, Brother Donnie? It's the best thing I ever got a hold of in my life. It comforts me when I'm down. Hallelujah. It encourages me when I don't feel well. It lifts me up. It helps me day in and day out. Why in the world would I want to let go of something so good? And it's getting gooder and gooder and gooder. I love the way Brother Branham balances this out. I'll close this out Wednesday night with this one here in paragraph 132. The New Year's approaching us. May we start from the very hour and see the super sign of God among us. God living with us, dwelling in us, performing exactly the way He did. And the evening lights are here. I, I love the way that He balances everything out. Now, I know some preachers preach it in such a way that, my, you got the Holy Ghost, you ain't never going to make a mistake again, and you know, you ain't going to never fall short of the glory of God. I, I, I can't handle that myself because that you have to leave out way too many scriptures and too many quotes to preach that. And then you got some that preach the other way. You know, those preachers in the message that preach, the Holy Ghost we've got right now cannot keep us. Well, maybe what they've got don't keep them. But what good is the Holy Ghost if it don't keep you, Brother Jerry? What good is the Holy Ghost if it does not empower us to live a life that is above sin? Happy about it, is that right? So to me, what I look for is a balance. So here he's telling us the greatest of all signs is Jehovah made manifest in our flesh. The evening lights are here. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive our sins. 
So here he tells us what the super sign is and then comes and balances the deity up with the humanity and the positive with the reality that we are absolutely deity inside of our souls and yet we'll have shortcomings. How many have shortcomings? Praise God. We're so happy to have all you angels here. I didn't know y'all was in the alphabetical list, you angels. Mama, I need to get a new directory, don't I? Well, for those of the rest of us that are humans, we still have shortcomings and we have mistakes and is that right? Things in our life that we're asking God to help us and to work on for us. And yet we realize the great sign is not that our body becomes deity. Our thoughts are total deity. Our thoughts, oh my, so purified and so holy. I wonder how many of us would be remaining in here after one hour if God started right here and went robe a robe a robe. Oh, wait a minute, let me reverse that. If God started right here and then went to there and then started across this way and put everybody's thoughts upon that screen this week. I'm wonder how many of us would still be left. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even wait for the deacons to dismiss you by row, huh? You mean to tell me some of you Christians have had bad thoughts to come in your mind this week? Some of you Christians had evil thoughts and thoughts you wouldn't even want nobody to know? Well, how in the world could that be? That is the mystery of the super sign. That God lives inside the soul, but he leaves the two outer realms which have not yet fully been redeemed. And that's what makes it so wonderful and magnificent that the Spirit of God lives inside the soul and brings his flesh subject to the Word. And he knew when he saved you, you were still going to have problems. But this is why he left himself this way. Once he raised from the dead, why not live with another 33 and a half years on the earth in a glorified body? Uh-uh. He's going to do that was us in the millennium. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the great significance was that he lived his life on the earth as what? Not as deity, but as a man with deity veiled inside of him. Praise God. Notice we know that God was emptied into Christ and Christ was emptied into the church. And here we stand today when all kinds of religions and all kinds of denominations and phases and kinds of beliefs, yet the word speaking for itself. God manifested. The super sign that God is still manifested in the flesh of his people. Doing the same signs and wonders, appearing in the form of a cloud. A pillar dwelling among us, discerning our hearts, foretelling things to come, healing our sickness, making us so heaven-bound that we become beside ourselves. Amen. Notice again, he said that sign wasn't just for angels. It wasn't just for shepherds. It was for the world to see and believe that God dwells, not dwelt, dwells in flesh, and through the offering of that flesh, he sanctified our flesh that he might dwell within us, God in you, Christ in you. He chose to come as Abraham's seed. Amen. He must have been getting pretty excited himself, wasn't he? Abraham's super seed. That's right. The way he chose to come to show in the last days, God's super signs, a super race. Oh yes, not what you call a super race, but what God calls a super race. Now Hitler told the Germans they were a super race. Praise the Lord. The Babylonians believed they were, right? Nimrod told his people they were. 
Oh my, every, every, every race, oh that's right, the Japanese felt like they were. That's right, the Koreans feel like they are. Northern side anyway. The whites feel like they are superior. Well, some blacks feel like they are. Some of the American Indians want to feel like they're the super race. Why does human beings want to identify that there is a super race? Because there is one. There is one. There actually is a super race. Amen. And they are living on the face of the earth tonight. And the first one was who? The second Adam, the head of the new race. Now watch this. So look in this age when Brother Branham started preaching this about the super sign. And up to this time there had been little mom and pop markets. And there had been little small grocery stores. But isn't it amazing that during this our age that things started getting the name super attached to it. So then it moved from a little mom and pop grocery store on the side of the uh, corner there to what? A supermarket. And then there was a Walmart. Most of us are familiar with Walmart. And then what did Walmart do? Super Walmart. Then they had a superman and a superwoman and a super this and a super that. Now, why did man want that? Oh, I remember when I was a boy watching Superman. I tried to fly a few times. Wound up with bruises and nicks and aches and pains and you know, all that sort of thing. I, I, I tried to be like Batman and Robin and I tried to be like Superman and this and that and the other. Sails through the air on grapevines and well, we'll not go that way. But there's something in us that we know, we know there is a super something. What is it? It can only come from the divine. Now whether or not you understand it, the super race is here tonight. There's a people, hallelujah, people in this building that belong to the super race. And they're not all the same race naturally. Some Spanish, some Mexican, some African, some American, some, you know, some Latinos, some French, some all different, all different races as far as the natural. But we can only become this super race when we come through the plan of reconciliation. Now what's he said? Because what do they got? Supernatural power with supernatural signs through a supernatural belief in a supernatural word from a supernatural God. Boy, that sounds like a super race to me. A supernatural power with supernatural signs through a supernatural belief and a supernatural word from a supernatural God. Amen. You talk about super, whoo, supernatural God in a supernatural body in a natural people. A supernatural God living in natural bodies in human beings right in the middle of hell. That's right. Hallelujah. Yes, a super race. They know their God. They that know their God shall do exploits. Oh, Brother Donnie, don't you believe signs are past? I don't. Don't you believe that we'll never have no more miracles? I do not. I believe our God is a miracle working God. I believe our God is a God of supernatural. Come on, children. Do you believe with me? I believe as long as we can have that faith, our God will move among us. But remember, we don't tell him how to move. We pray and say, God, you move according to your great wisdom. 
That's right. Notice this. Abraham's seed, a sign of the supernatural Christ risen from the dead supernaturally. I love the way Brother Branham gets on those rolls at times and he'll say that supernatural, super, super with a divine attribute, with a divinely bought and bribe, with a divine this and the divine that. Notice in the spoken words of original seed. Now this is when the Spirit said, pick up your pen and write. These last days, true church bride comes to the headstone will be the super church. So does that mean the super church then is these Mega churches, bigger. Now, that's the way man thinks of super, that it's always bigger. Well, that's what man done with the supermarket and the super Walmart, right? So men in their mind, they think, well, if it's going to be super, oh, my, we've got to get bigger and greater, and my, we've got to add. No, it's not. That's not the way God weighs his super crowd. That's not the way God births his super race. But it will be a super race. As they near the great headstone, they will be so much like him. Listen to this. Even they will be in his very image in order to be united with him. They will be one. They will be the very manifestation, listen to this, of the word of the living God. Denominations can never produce this. May I say them denominations or those that try to come inside of our message. They'll never produce it either. They will produce their creeds and dogmas mixed with the word and brings a hybrid product. Then from that little group of the true seed of the word, God will present Christ, a beloved bride, a virgin, a virgin of his word. And through them and by them, will be fulfilled all that has been promised for his word in the virgin, amen, who knows no man made creeds or dogmas. That's the super race. But how can we be able to come into such a place when we're all born lost and we're born seemingly without a hope? Oh my. Notice this in Southgate. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Super sign. Super sign. We're getting a super sign. We've had denominational signs. We've had creed signs. Dogma signs. And so forth. But now we're getting the super sign. The Son of God manifested in us in the person of the Holy Ghost, which is God in you. Amen. Praise the Lord, Brother Donnie. That's the greatest of all signs. Uh, you ain't acting like it. <laughs> which is God in you, God working in human flesh. But Brother Donnie, you don't know how stressed I am. So when Jesus was stressed, did that mean he was not the super sign then? In those times of stress. So Brother West, whenever Jesus walked on water, he was the super sign. When he raised the dead, he was the super sign. When he cast out devils and, you know, called Lazarus from the grave, he was the super sign. But when he sat and, and groaned with a headache, he was not the super sign then? 
You believe what you wish to believe. To me, he was the greater manifestation of the super sign with the headache than he was when he walked on water. Because the super sign is what? God in a human being. Now, whenever he would do some of the divine supernatural things that he did, you know what? You look at it and think, well, that has to be God. That has to be totally, completely God. So it was not the natural that you saw. It was the supernatural. Merging together the God-man. Supernatural. Natural anointed by super. So the super anoints the natural. You merge the word super and natural together. What do you get? One word, supernatural which is a super race and a super bride. Praise God. And what is it? The super sign in the last days is God living in a multi-membered body, multiracial, multicultural, all of that, but yet having one goal, one motive, one objective, and that is to fulfill the Word of God, to do exactly what the Father wants us to do. Everything else is minuscule. Everything else is trivial in our lives. Praise God. Notice this. He says, oh yes, to make a super seed, a super race, the race that's been promised. Abraham's race. Abraham's race. To bring forth a super seed that we've been talking about. A super Christ. Praise God. A super Christ. My goodness. To have Christ is something. But a super Christ? All I know is I want to be one of them people. God had to kill Christ. Emmanuel, to raise him up again. To send the Holy Ghost, an eternal one that could not die. To live in the church. To produce that sign. God gave a super sign. Emmanuel, the seed of Abraham, made flesh and dwelt among us, dies, rose again in order to redeem the church and to sanctify the church. That he might live in the church and still produce the super sign to others as the age has grown on, as he's promised. And many of us can rejoice in the Lord Jesus was the super sign. Many the message folks, oh yes, hallelujah. Oh yes, Brother Branham, that, yes, amen, that's it. Why stop there? Why not let's take what this prophet said and follow it right on down to the end time. Can't you see when the light of God shines, the manifestation of the promised word is the light of the age that you're living in. The believer, he tells us in events made clear by prophecy, the believer sees the word made flesh and the word made flesh is the light of the age that you're living in. So people can recognize who Brother Branham was and be as blind as a bat to what God is doing right now. Why? Because Brother Branham was as John in the type. When John came on the earth and Jesus said, John was that great light and you rejoiced in his light for a season. But he said, a greater than John is here. Or you're saying you're greater than Brother Branham. I am saying no such thing. But I'm saying the body of the bride is a greater manifestation than just one man being here on the earth. 
Amen. In the ministry of Brother Branham, it was the Word made flesh, Malachi 4, in the life, in the ministry of one man. But what did God do? God took that one man through the work of reconciliation and brought a bride to a place back in the Word so it's no longer one man, William Branham, but there is a bride around the world that's recognizing who she is. Her position in the Word, which is the evening light. The Word made flesh, hallelujah, made flesh is the light of the day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my. Oh, thank you, Lord. Notice this. A couple of weeks ago, whenever I started breaking into this and looking at this, in the super sign, the one in 1959, so I started this, and once, once the Lord opened it up, I began to watch this continuity. And as it went from, from the years, as the years began to progress, 59 to 60 to 61 to 62 to 63, right on up to 65. And I watched as that revelation began to unfold. And Brother Branham was saying it all along. It's saying right there. It's saying right there in the tapes. The tapes say it. It's right there. It's been all there all these years. And I thought, how in the world could I have missed that? That the super sign was just not the Lord Jesus the super sign was not the ministry of the Son of Man repeating itself on the earth in the last days in the ministry of one man. But the continuation of the super sign is God in a bride. So I ask you, if you was a devil, would you be nervous and tore up? I guarantee you would. You'd be doing everything you could to get that bride's attention off of realizing who she is. So you'd cause her kids to get messed up. You'd cause her grandkids to get messed up. You'd call COVID to come through. And then everything else to come through. To try to get her attention off the word. But devil, it ain't going to work. Because the bride, amen, the bride cannot fail. The bride is going to recognize who she is. Oh God, if the world could only see that. That God and man are one. The super sign, listen, he says this. The super sign was that first man that God could come into. You see, Moses was not the super sign. God couldn't come in Moses as he did in Jesus. Jeremiah was not the super sign. Now they were truly men of God, anointed by the Spirit of God, but the attribute of the fullness of the Godhead could only come in the first of the new race. And I hope you understand what I'm fixing to say, friends. In the beginning of the birth of the church, the attribute of the fullness of God was in the bride. In the church ages, as it dwindled down into the darkness and the darkness covered over the earth, they lost that great attribute. And they went with a portion of the Holy Ghost. But in the last days, the token is to come back again. The restored attribute of the fullness, Lord have mercy, the fullness of the attribute of God to be identified in a body on the earth in the last days as it was in the Alpha Church, so will it be in the Omega Church. Not just a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not just signs, oh hallelujah, I feel it all over me. We will feel it all over us. Oh, praise God, we prayed for so-and-so and God healed them. Yes, we will have that. But we will have that plus. 
We have the attribute of the fullness of God, the very token life. Can you imagine Brother Branham preaching and saying that he received the Holy Ghost and then when he preaches the token, he said, it's token time. It's evening time for me. It's evening time for you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I believe I got the Holy Ghost. I believe something happened to me when I was a little boy, but something happened to me greater when I come to this end time message. I'll tell you that. I didn't just shout. I didn't just speak in tongues. Amen. They could not produce the attribute. Your Methodist church did not have the attribute of the fullness of God. It could only come under a word, under a ministry, under a prophetic restoration. Hallelujah. Under what? A ministry that would bring us back to our original position. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The super sign was that first man, that first man. Notice he don't say only. It was that first man that God could come into. All that God was, he poured into Christ, and all that Christ was, now y'all believe this, was poured into the church. Super sign. God and man together. That was to be the super sign of the last day when the entire Bible was to be fulfilled in the last days. This day, these scriptures are being fulfilled. A super sign, a virgin shall conceive and this conception, what is brought forth, will be God manifested in the flesh. A super sign. They still don't believe it. But it was anyhow. And it's still a super sign. And this portion of Happy Valley said, amen. And the other two thirds, I hope you're saying amen with us. Notice in Shreveport, notice the super sign. They've got Superman today. They've got fictions of Superman. And all these other kind of super signs. But the church has got a super sign. God. Back in the church manifested in human flesh. God united with man. His sure super sign. Well, Brother Donnie, I've got troubles. I've got... And what are you looking at? You're looking at your humanity. You're focusing on your weakness. Oh, I've got so many sickness. Brother Donnie, I'm taking pills for this and pills for that and pills for something else. And keep on taking them. Take them in the name of Jesus. Take them in the name of Jesus and say, I'm only doing this for a temporary relief until God brings healing to my body. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, saints. Amen. Oh, my goodness, we got to press through difficulty. Yeah, I've been pressing through a kidney stone for the last three weeks. I passed a portion of it before I come to church a while ago. I about had a spell, but I've still got a portion in me. I've seen what little bit come out, but I don't know how big's left, but I'm believing it's going to live. So what do you want me to do? Stay home and say, well, I, I, I feel uncomfortable tonight. I felt uncomfortable for the last weeks that I preached. But I believe I ought to come on anyhow. Because it might be under this anointing that the Spirit of God goes to moving on that thing, and I'll get rid of it after a while. But you know what? It ain't going to do me no good to sit around and feel sorry for myself. Well, poor little me. Why does it have to happen to me? Well, why not me? What's difference in my cells? What's difference in my body? It's human like everybody else's body. But what's super about me is deity lives inside of this tabernacle. <clears throat> Oh, 
Well, glory to God. Notice the eternal sign, an unfailing sign. It will never fail. The word and the man become one when God's word and man become one. St. John, the first chapter, saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's the super sign. Oh, if that was the super sign of that day, when that same spirit that was on Jesus Christ comes into his church to manifest the written word for today, that is still the super sign. Praise God. Not, not to know his book, not to know this or know that or know the creed, but to know him is life. To know him, the person. Now watch this. Christ in you. The word made flesh in you. That's knowing him. How many needs that more real to you tonight? Huh? I'd say we all do. You mean to tell me, Christ in you, the Word made flesh in you, that's knowing Him. When He, you, and He became, becomes one. So knowing Him, oh hallelujah, I felt it. Glory to God, it ran all over me. That's good. But that's not knowing Him. Praise God. I believe his word. Hallelujah. I stand here intellectually. I quote that word. I quote that word. That's not knowing him either. Oh, I recognize him in Brother Renham. That's not knowing him either. It's been able to know where his manger is tonight. Well, praise God. When he, you, and he become, becomes one, like I said last night in the super sign, he's got to come in you. God and man must come one. Now notice what happens. Again, look at the balance of the humanity and the deity and your conscience of your littleness. <laughs> so it don't blow you up and I'm this and that and the other. And I'll tell you, nobody else ain't nothing. And I'm just everything. No, you, you still don't know him yet. You know some of his quotes. And you know some of the promises of what he said would come to pass. But you still don't know him. Whenever you know him, it makes you conscious of how little you are. It makes the grace of God in a greater way than you've ever known it before. By that, I don't mean to say, well, I can do whatever I want to do. Hallelujah, I've got all the grace in the world I need. If you ever know him in the right way, you'll be so stinking miserable when you do something wrong. You'll feel so horrible when you fall short of the glory of God. You won't say, well, hallelujah, it's okay, I've got more grace. Oh, the more grace there's more grace, more grace. If yet that's your understanding, you don't know the Superman yet. If you ever meet the Superman, it does not make you want to take advantage of the grace of God. Oh, can you imagine as he walks up there that day? He's been waiting now for a long time. He baptizes one and then the other. One and then the other. Watches on Monday, he didn't come. On Tuesday, he still wasn't there. He kept watching and waiting.
Because he who sent him said when he comes, you will know him by a sign. Maybe John, as we would, was looking for great rays of light that would come from his face. Maybe it would be like Moses. The Bible says his face shone with the glory of God. But I can see him as he raises his eyes that day and he looks at this little guy, maybe about 5'8 or 5'9, small, thin guy. 130 pounds. His hair hanging down somewhere in here. Guy of small stature. Maybe invisible eyes, nose, all that. Looked like a Jew because the Samaritan woman said, how come you being a Jew would ask me a Samaritan? So the Lord must have took on and created a body that would have looked similar to a Jew. John looked at him and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God said, that's him. John just looked and said, are you sure, Lord? There's no light around him, no beams of brilliance or no excellent glory, nothing like, like our elders saw in, in Exodus 24.10. There's nothing like Isaiah saw in Isaiah 6.1. There's nothing of, of brilliance and splendor. But the Spirit said, this is him. So he walks up. Whenever he comes up to where he is, he says, I have need to be baptized of you. He said, but it becometh us, John, to fulfill all righteousness. And he suffered him. You imagine him must have been, for the man kind of afraid in one sense of the word, to take his hand and put over the mouth of God. Should I do it or not? So he said, I don't want him to drown. I don't want him to get choked. So he puts hand over the word made flesh his mouth. It's that same mouth that cried as a toothless baby. And remember, he was the word made flesh when he was born. But the attribute of the fullness of God had not yet struck the body. See, that's the way it was in the type of the church ages. They were his bride, the church, the word through the church ages. But the attribute of the fullness of God was not to strike until the end time light come. So here he was, the word made flesh. That's why the prophet could say Jehovah in the crib. Jehovah crying, God crying. Sure, that was the word. That's right. But the fullness of the attribute. Was the church, was Luther saved? Yes. Was Wesley saved? Yes. But did they have the fullness of the attribute? No. Luther able to smoke a pot and drink beer. You can't do it and get in. Why? Because that was the body part of the word coming up through the church ages. But in the last days, it calls for a higher life. It calls for a higher place for the bride of Christ to walk. Amen. Is that right? So what was it? God and the Lamb. The dove and the Lamb's fixing to merge together. God's fixing to get inside this body. The super sign. Oh, hallelujah. The super sign is what? Deity merging in humanity. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And John said... I bear record seeing the Spirit of God like a dove coming down and abiding on Him. Hallelujah, there you are. The dove and the lamb united together. That's when God and man became one. That's when heaven and earth embraced each other. Heaven, the Father, 
Jesus, the man, the boy, the son, heaven embraced earth. The father embraced the son. Praise God. That's when God was made flesh. <laughs> well, what, what was it before that? The Word. So are the trees, the water, the air, the sky, the planets, right? The constellations, the stars, what are they? The Word, but they don't have the attribute of the fullness living in them. So his body was the word. That's right. A virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, word, made flesh. But where does God and man become joined together in the womb? Nope. Don't come in the womb. It does not come at the moment that cell was created. It strikes in the water. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice it's that God came down in spirit form and was made a man and dwelt among us. That's when all eternity embraced each other. That's when the human race of Adam's people, fallen race of Adam's people, and Jehovah God and every angel come together. When God and man was made one on that great memorial day when John baptized Jesus. Praise be to God. When God and Christ become one, when the dove come down on the Lamb, heaven and earth kissed each other, God and man was reconciled. Don't you understand what happens to you when you get the Holy Ghost in your soul? Heaven kisses you. Heaven embraces your earth. Every time a child of God, Brother Larry, is born again by the Holy Ghost, another little dose of heaven and earth. Another little smack from heaven. Another little kiss from the bridegroom kissing on the bride. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth is embraced again. What's the rapture? What are we waiting for? For the last one. Hallelujah. Whose name is on that book to come in. God cannot call the rapture until the last one is. But when the last time heaven kisses earth, all of earth gets to go up to the marriage supper. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. And God, after dwelling in Christ and giving himself, as a ransom for reconciliation to bring man and God together, unite them together again. When the dove and the lamb come together, heaven and earth kissed, man and God was reconciled. Can I have a few more minutes? Now watch our Lord Jesus in the ministry of reconciliation. St. John 4, 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. He never said this to anybody else prior to this. Verse 28. The woman then left her water pot 
and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Praise God. Now he does not offer her something she cannot receive. He does not make her the offer as he does the rich young ruler of eternal life. And when he heard the words of Jesus, he was sad and went away grieved. But Jesus come to redeem her. I must needs go through Samaria. What for? Ministry of reconciliation. Now what's this in verse 31? In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him saying, Master, eat. Now they went and got some lunch and brought lunch back whenever they brought it back. You know, they might have met the woman at the well and Jesus was there and they was kind of left confused. And he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore his disciples said one to another, Has any man brought him all to eat? I mean, I thought he sent us into the village to get some lunch. And we go get the lunch and come back and he said, I've already eat. And they're saying, well, reckon it was that woman? Well, somebody, Jesus says unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. As food is pleasant and enjoyable, so the will of God is to a being that has been touched by heaven. It's delightful. It's food to the soul. Now watch this and we'll close. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the logos of the woman. Which testified <laughs> he told me all that ever I did now remember this woman was out there at noon because she couldn't go with the rest of the women she had no reputation this is not the mayor's wife okay this is not a rich woman in, in the city it's not a famous woman or oh, she was infamous not famous Everybody knew her. Nobody would even let her walk to the well. They would, they would have been ashamed to walk beside this woman to the well. But they saw what he had so done for her that she begins to tell people about it and they start believing second-handed because she has become a walking miracle. What happened? Heaven done kissed another soul. I mean, they look at there and they say, if he could do that for her, what could he do for me? And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying, Greek word is Logos, of the woman was testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. And said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves now I want you to listen what they come up with after hearing him. And know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior 
of the world. His disciples had never even made this confession yet. Praise God. Heaven kissed another soul. Why? Because down in her was a representation. He's not offering her like he did Nicodemus. He's not offering her like he did the rich young ruler. This is not him offering eternal life to somebody who's going to turn it down. He's here to reconcile her. Glory be to God. Look at the ministry of reconciliation, how different it operates from the ministry of salvation. All right, who wants to accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior? Won't you come and give the Lord your heart? Oh, God's given you the free gift. We've all heard it. Maybe many of us even responded to it. And that's what got a hold of our heart. But that really wasn't who you were. That may be where you started, but that was not who you were. And we heard that. We've heard it for years about it. Oh, come on, won't somebody accept him? Oh, he died for the lost. He come that you might be saved. He come that you might be redeemed. Jesus never preached that to her that was not the ministry of reconciliation what was it telling her who he was I am he wonder if he might say here tonight I am he and I am here (laughs) hallelujah look at who I am look at how great I am Don't get your eyes on politics. Don't get your eyes on all the things of the world. Don't get your eyes on all the diseases and all the social distancing and this and that and the other. Get your eyes on me. Look how big I am. We know what that eagle does. Oh my, before she goes to let her little young ones go to flying out, she'll get up on the side of that nest and go to beating her big wings and beating all them loose feathers out of the nest. And she gets them little eagles and they go to looking at how big she is. My, you imagine them little eagle eyes as they go to popping out on stems and they watch her. She does this. Why? After a while, she's going to let them down in that valley and the storm's going to come through. They're going to have to have hope and faith and trust, not in who they are necessarily but in who she is and they're going to have to grab a hold of her wing and she's going to go sailing right in the middle of that storm sometimes God goes around the storm sometimes God goes above the storm sometimes God goes below the storm and there's other times he goes right through it and if you think you're going through it by yourself you are letting the devil rob you You are going through it with your mouth. Grab a hold of the feathers of Jehovah. That's the only way we'll make it through. Let's stand together. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, don't you love him tonight, church? Praise God. Reconciliation through kenosis. Praise the Lord. The Lord dropped this in my heart yesterday evening when I was studying about this, about the woman at the well and the message of reconciliation. The message to the whosoever will group and the message to those that cannot be redeemed. I thought, wow, what what amazing, amazing God we serve. And you look at his sermon when he deals with her. He does not say, you want eternal life? You can have it if you want it. You want to be able to accept it or 
Well, if you don't want it, I understand. You know, I understand. Everybody ain't going to have it. I that speaketh unto thee am he. I'm he. It must have had such an impact on her life, Brother Fred, whenever him telling her. wonder what it was. You know, she's struggling, struggling, struggling. wonder what it was. Did he tell her her first husband's name? Maybe where they got married? She said, he told me everything I'd done. It must have been the son of man discernment working in A-class situations. If he told her everything, wonder what all he laid out. And the people of the city, by one woman testifying, they shouldn't even hear her. And we don't believe in women preachers. We do believe women can testify. She's a prime example of a testimony. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad? And they come. How different they were than the group at Gadara when Jesus cast the devils into the hogs. And they come out and ask him, leave us alone. Get away from us. But the people of Samaria, and I remember who they were, half Jew, half Gentile. The Jews hated them. They would not even go around their city. They would go the long way around. If they had to go to point A to point B to get on the other side, they would go the long way around to bypass Samaria. And Jesus tells a Samaritan, a Gentile, a bride type, who he is first. I'm he. Oh, glory. Why? She had representation. You're not to beg her. Oh, please, I'll make you, I can't make you a preacher, but what if I make you a deaconess? Oh, what about if I make you, uh, let's see, what can the women do in the church? Now, they can sing and they can pray. Oh, what can I do for you? I'll give you a position. I'll make you, no. None of that. I am he. And something about hearing who he was set her free. You may wonder, Brother Daddy, why are you preaching this stuff when all this out here is going on? Oh, you'd rather me to focus on that? You want me to come and bring a report tomorrow of how many's died in Utah and how many's died in Nevada and how many's died in Colorado? I'm not sure we can even trust them reports. As a matter of fact, we're hearing a lot of what they call COVID deaths. Now they're coming back and say, well, it wasn't COVID death. Who are we to believe? Who's believed our report? I believe God's report. I don't believe all the media. I don't believe all these doctor bunch of stuff out here. Come on, children. I'm not here to preach all this, that, and other. I'm to preach to you how big our Jehovah is. I'm here to tell you tonight, I don't care how old you are and what you feel. He become a human being to understand where you are. Can you imagine Jesus feeling oppressed in his spirit, Brother West? Frustrations, fear, anxiety, trauma. He'd done that for you. I mean, let to be remembered tonight as we pray. Heavenly Fathers, we bow our heads to the dust of the earth from whence our bodies were taken. Lord, unless the rapture calls us away one day, they will go back into that same place. But Father God, we believe a way has been made that we as your people have a promise of a resurrection. How thankful we are tonight, Lord, to believe and know that we have been reconciled. 
back to you. I'm not just a servant. I'm not just a slave, and I am that. But Father, I'm a friend. I'm a son. I'm a child. I'm an heir. I'm redeemed. Praise God. When you speak to me, you don't speak to me as you did those men in St. John 8, 44. You are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do. You don't speak to the redeemed the way you did to those people in St. John 6. When many of the disciples were offended at your word. And they said, who can receive this? And you said, does this offend you? What an if you shall see the Son of Man descending up where he was before. The scripture says, St. John 6, 6, 6. Many of them turned back and walked with him no more. But Father, you're not talking to your elect that way. Because it ain't in them to turn back. They ain't got nothing to turn back to. Praise God. We've been reconciled. And we've got a plan that we're a part of in this day to fulfill. And that is the race of the super son. Help us, Lord Jesus. Truly, it takes your anointing to quicken it to our understanding. To make it real. To make it more than quotes and sayings. Lord, we see it here in St. John 4, how the Word can be delivered in two phases. The woman at the well shared her testimony, and it was a logos, which was a mandate for the day. She shared that testimony. She wasn't a preacher, but she shared that testimony, and people believed because of the impact they saw. But then they met you, their self, and heard you, their self. They come back to her and said, not only did we believe because of your word, but we have heard him ourself. Father, we thank you. We can hear, we've read it here tonight, and they've heard it read. Scriptures, quotes, scriptures, quotes. Maybe they could say, I I, I believe it, Brother Donnie, because I heard you read it. But Lord, it'll be so much more real if you'll make it known to them, Father. Then you will change it from Logos to Rhema. Then when all hell is raging, the Rhema power will kick in, Lord, when they feel nothing, when the world is turned upside down. Minister to your children, Lord. I know, Lord, that we're living in repressive times. We can just feel it around us, Lord. People that aren't Christians, many of them you can see that look on their face. They're scared to get close to another human. They're afraid another human has touched this buggy or this box of Cheerios or whatever more, Lord. Satan loves this type of atmosphere. He loves trauma. He loves fear. Anxiety. Oh, in the last few months, he's had a heyday. 
He knows this is nothing but a precursor as it was to when the tribulation arrives. Then he will be in his, his real place. But Lord God, we can't say that this has not affected us because it has. I don't believe you want it to rob our joy. Father, we want to do what we can to protect ourselves and others. We believe, Lord, germs are everywhere, so we wash our hands, we do this and that. But Lord, I don't believe you want me to get up in the morning scared to death of COVID-19. I don't believe you want me to go to bed tonight scared to death of COVID-19. And if somebody sneezes in the church, the church is cleaned out in 30 seconds. I don't think that's what you want, Lord. The Bible tells us you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. That's our promises, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus for your children, Father God, around the world. Not only for our church, but for your people nationwide in different parts of the world. Lord, hearing from different brothers in Africa and India, Lord, in different parts of this globe that have been so affected, many of them much worse than we have. I pray for deliverance for your people, O oh God. Be mindful of us, Lord Jesus. Release this hold of Satan upon the earth, Lord God. We curse it tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father God, we plead the blood for your children. Lord God, we believe you're a God of supernatural. Move among us, I pray, Lord. Bring healing, Lord. But bring peace. Bring joy. Help us, I pray, Father. Lord, people have got so mad and so upset and so angry because the government's told them they can't come to church. But I wonder how many of them same people opted not to go to church themselves and they let foolish things hinder them from coming to church. How come they didn't get that mad at themselves? The problem is the government told them not to do it instead of them telling themselves. So if they told themselves it's all right, that's okay. But when the government says you can't do this and you can't do that, God help us, I praise your people, to die, not only to the government, but die to our main enemy, which is us. Amen. Hallelujah. That you can live your life out of us, Jesus. If a woman with this kind of reputation could have such an influence on the people of Samaria, what ought the people of God to do? Help us, Lord, to find the corner where we are to bloom. Lord God, many of these people will never win scores to you. Many of them will never cast out devils. They'll never lay their hands on cripple and them walk. They'll never lay their hands on cancer-ridden bodies and curse that demon and it leave them. But Father, may we find the area that you've placed us. Many of them will never do that, but they will spend so many hours in prayer praying for those who are called to do it. And those who are called to do it publicly go in the energy and the divine unction of those who are behind the, the corner behind the curtain, as it were, in secret, praying for them, that God will send them forth. They don't even realize they'll be part of the reward of those that are being delivered, of those that are being healed, of those that are being set free, and they'll live most of their life thinking they've never done too much for God. Well, all I do is pray. Well, if they only realize what a great thing that is. 
What a great thing to pick up the phone instead of using it as a trash mobile to be able to send a text of encouragement, a scripture of encouragement, a quote of encouragement by text or email or WhatsApp or whatever more. And they think, well, I never do nothing. I just write people cards. And yet, oh my, maybe a person was right at the end of their road, seemed like. But that card come in the mail the very day when they felt like they couldn't put one foot in front of the other. We love you, Lord. That's the super sign. It's the supernatural God working in natural human beings to bring to pass His supernatural Word. We worship you tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How many wants your place? Wants it more than anything in this world. Not a great something of it now. Just your place. What God has made you to be. Don't think super now of supermarket and superman and think you're going to fly and this and that and the other. But you'll find your place. If it's little, if it's medium size, that doesn't matter. But you find what God wants you to be. And you're happy being that. And face facts. A lot of you will never be in public light. A lot of you will never be in public view. You'll be hidden. You'll never be where people will ever know much of what you do. But if that's what God wants, rejoice in it. Be happy for what He's made you to be. Praise God. Praise God. Let's worship Him a little bit, Harry. Can we just worship a little before we go? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, praise be to God. Amen. Let's just sing together and worship a little bit. Saturday night, we got a little bit of time. Praise God. Need you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We need you, Lord. Yes, Father. Right now. And when He says that, Lord, I need you like never before. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord Jesus. We need you in your power. We need you in your mercy, Lord. We need you in revelation to strike our souls with what we've heard tonight, Lord God. We do, Lord. We bow our knees. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, let's sing it, church. Sing it, hey. That's it. That's the right channel. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We need you, Jesus. Some need healing, Lord. Some need encouragement. Some need deliverance, Lord God. Oh, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, right now. We lift our hands. We lift our hands. We bow.
Maybe a healing touch, a touch of encouragement, a touch of your joy. Reach out to him. He's right here as your high priest. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord, right now. Yes, Lord. We lift our hands and we bow on and we worship at your throne. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord, right now. Hallelujah. Maybe you that's standing by one another, apparently you've been living with one another and social distancing together with one another. So maybe you could lay hands on that person standing by you. You don't have to move if you're by yourself. You don't have to do that. If you're just, you know, those of you that are family members, those of you that don't have nobody that you feel comfortable in touching, maybe we can just pray for one another tonight, can we? Not for those that are just visible, but for those that aren't here. I'm telling you, friends, there's so many needs. I don't believe I've ever in my entire life heard of so much sickness, so much disease. So much trouble, so much anxiety, 
that people are dealing with. Let's pray together, can we? Heavenly Father, Lord, just as you're believing children, I've offered prayer for them already, but Lord, I know they love one another and they, they have a feeling for one another. So Lord, I want to give them the opportunity to pray for each other. Not just me doing it. But maybe a husband to a wife, a wife to a husband, a father to a child, friend to a friend. Lord Jesus, we ask you tonight for your mercy to be extended. Not only to the visible audience, but Lord, those who have streamed, maybe in a car, maybe in a living room, maybe in their office, wherever they are, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, may the supernatural power of God Go to your children tonight, Lord. Bring healing. Bring deliverance. Bring peace. Whatever they need, Lord. As your servant, called and anointed of God to be an anointed one in the last day. And I say this only because of what your word says we are. We are your Messiahs. Your anointed ones, Father. Hallelujah. I command Satan in the name of Jesus to take his filthy hands off of God's property. You demons of oppression, you demons of sadness that tried to rob the people of God of this time and our separation. Yes, it's made our hearts feel sad. But Satan... We are not going to bow to you. You are not our king. You are not our ruler. Therefore, we are not going to let sadness dominate us. That is an attribute from hell, not an attribute from our Father. In the name of Jesus, take your hand off of God's people. You demons of depression that would try to rob them of the everlasting peace and joy that our mediator purchased for us 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Father God, may you speak peace to every troubled heart. O Lamb of God, every troubled mind. We know heaven is still in the kissing business. So may heaven come down tonight to the troubled heart, the troubled life, the troubled young man the troubled young woman, Lord, they that have contemplated even taking their own life, I rebuke you, you suicide spirits, in the name of Jesus. Go back to hell. Our life is worth living because of our resurrected Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I speak deliverance to your people tonight, Father, in the name of the living word. Glory be to God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory be to God. We believe we will hear testimonies of your power, Lord Jesus, this very night of your grace and mercy. It's not us that's supernatural. It's not us that's wonderful. It's not us, no. It's you, Lord. The phenomena is that you would anoint the natural human beings 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you tonight, Lord God. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. Let's just sing it again, Harry. Can we just worship him together now? Praise God. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need you, Jesus. You see my need in the time of trouble, oh Lord. I call on your name. Oh Jesus, in the time of my despair, I lift my voice to you, oh God. A present help in the time of my need. By faith we lift our hands. Yes, Lord. We bow our knees. We bow our knees. And worship Praise God. Your mighty throne. I need you, Lord. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody, let's sing it now with our hands raised, if you would, before we go. Oh, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord, right now. We're not ashamed to say it tonight, Jesus. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Hallelujah, we lift our hands, we bow on knees, amen, we worship at your throne, we need you Lord. Right now, praise God, oh yes, amen, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need Him now, we sure do need Him now, a little faster, oh we sure do need Him now, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need Him now. We need Him. Oh, yes! And every hour. Oh, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need Him now. We sure do need Him now. We sure do need Him now. If we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need Him now. Oh, we need Him every day and every hour. Oh, we need Him in the morning. We need Him in the night. We need Him in the darkness. 
Woman, Satan will try to make you fried. Oh, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need Him now. How many would say amen to that? We sure do need Him now. We sure do need Him now. If we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need Him now. We need Him every day and every hour. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. God bless you, saints. Love you so much in the Lord. May the Lord be with you and keep you until we get to see you again at your, your next time. Hopefully this thing will pass and we can all be able to meet together again. I haven't really heard any time frame that they're looking at. We know what they're looking at. They're looking at all kinds of numbers, and then they're going to tell us what we can do or what we can't do. So let's pray them numbers will go down. Amen. 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 Let's pray them numbers will go down and stay down, and we can get back to a little bit of normalcy in our life. Amen. Don't you love God? Love one another. Appreciate one another. I wish you could shake hands. I know you wish you could too, but we know how that works for for a little while. I heard some of them great doctors and all that say, say handshakes is in the past. I said, not for me, it ain't. Amen. Hugging necks, no, forget it. I, I was telling you all here the other night, now we've got to practice this social distancing and do this and that and the other. And I asked Brother Darrell to come preach and I shook his hand and hugged his neck. <laughs> a real good example, right? <laughs> it, it's hard for us. <laughs> Amen. We so enjoyed Brother Darrell being with us this time. Brother Darrell, why don't you come up, buddy, and dismiss him in prayer. Yeah, you can take your mask off if you want to. You can put it on whichever you want to. <laughs> Amen. We appreciate Brother Darrell, don't we? Amen. Amen. We certainly love him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Been home now for about eight weeks, is it, Brother Darrell? Something like that. Not been out, out preaching, but a few churches are going to start having church. He's going to preach to Brother Homer Blank and them tomorrow. So just pray for Brother Darrell as well. God bless you, love you in the Lord. This is not a this is not a mask, it's a bib. <laughs> that sure was some good eating tonight, amen. amen. Praise amen. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know one thing I'm I think I'm gonna need a bigger bib though. <laughs> amen. Isn't it wonderful, you know, to to hear these things and, and know it's the season to hear them and not just not just words, but it's a reality for us because this is the season of our time. This is who we are. And it's just such a wonderful thing when you think that, that God, that God would want to live in us. He'd express himself through us as a super sign. And it's just wonderful. You know, I was telling the other night, it, you know, years I've, I've listened to the super sign and I've always placed it just on Christ and his ministry and on the earth and and then when these things begin to come forth, you realize he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The super sign is here. It's us. It's, it's what he's doing in this hour. You're the super sign, friends. Isn't that wonderful? This, praise God. And, and you think when, when the angel came to Brother Branham, he went to that cave to find out his ministry. And the angel come to him there in the cave. And Brother Branham said this. He said, he referred to me many scriptures, such as St. John 4, the woman at the well. And I thought, that's exactly right. The angel was telling him, this is the time, your ministry. The woman at the well was you, friends. 
He come in this hour to find you. Praise God. What a privilege. Amen. May the Lord bless you, Richard. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, just. Lord, we bow in your presence this evening. Lord, thank you seems so inadequate, God, but it's really the only words that I know to say. But, Lord, I want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you, Lord, for revealing your word to me. I want to thank you, Lord, for sending Elijah to search me out, Lord. I want to thank you, dear God, for a place here in East Tennessee that we can gather, Lord, and hear precious words of life. Lord, I want to thank you that no matter what we're going through with or no matter what we're dealing with in life, Lord, we have a promise of your word. I'll never leave thee, nor will I forsake thee. Lord, feelings don't really matter because the word does not lie, Lord. Oh, God, how we thank you for these things. Lord, we come to the end of this service. Lord, I really don't want to dismiss. I just could just stay here, Lord, and just feast upon this presence that we feel here, Lord. We're just so grateful. But, Father, I pray, Lord, that you just bless Brother Donnie, rest to his body, Lord, restore his strength to him. Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters, for each one, Lord, as they travel home, Lord. May they arrive safely home. Lord, I pray these things that we've heard tonight. Lord, may we, may we think about them as we lay up on our beds and when we wake up in the morning. May we think about these things, Lord. Oh, God, precious, wonderful words of life. How we thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for healing our sick, and thank you, Lord, for lifting those in depression and those that are bound, Lord, for setting them free. Lord, thank you for, thank you for just being you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I bless you, saints. Amen. If you'll just be patient, the deacons will dismiss by rose, I believe, and Brother Harry will sing us a song. And May the Lord richly bless you. Do you love him tonight? Yeah. Amen. Kind of getting used to being home. It feels good to be home. May the Lord bless you richly. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great.
Jesus. 